introduction. Welcome to Episode Epiphanies, a podcast where two people with very different tastes in TV shows make each other watch the pilot episodes of each other's favorite shows in the hopes of making the other person have an epiphany and start watching a show that they normally wouldn't watch. My name is Natasha, and I normally only watch cartoon shows. My name is Jessica, and I pretty much only watch live-action dramas. And this week, we watched a cartoon that I love and that is very appropriate for the spooky season. We watched the beginning of Over the Garden Wall. Very spooky. Yeah. Did you know anything about Over the Garden Wall before we watched it? No. I feel like I had heard the title before, Mm -hmm. but all titles with the word garden in them kind of live in this place in my head where they're all the same thing. Huh. Except the thing they are in my head is Flowers in the Attic, which doesn't have gardens (laughs) in the title. Huh. That's an interesting uh, interesting (laughs) poll. (laughs) Not like the secret garden or some other famous thing. The with secret garden, the garden lives in that same place, and the secret garden is also flowers in the attic. It's really not. <laughs> but these are all things that I only know the titles of and haven't actually read. Have you read Flowers in the Attic? No, but you know what it's about, right? Yeah, because okay. everyone knows what it's about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I know logically this isn't that, mm-hmm. and nothing else is that, but that's how my brain works. That's that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> it sure is not related to that at all. So I know nothing about it. I can tell. <laughs> okay, do you want me to jump right in? I'm still just hung up on the fact that you think everything that has garden in the title is flowers in the attic. All right, tell us about the pilot slash the first two episodes of Over the Garden Wall. So over in the garden wall, it starts with this creepy little song, and there's a frog playing the piano, Mm -hmm. and then there's a ton of weird images, so there's skulls, there's creepy dolls, there's a fish who's fishing, there's like a turkey guiding a carriage, and the black cat is on the carriage. Yeah. And then we get the little title card, and it says, The Old Grist Mill. Mm -hmm. And there's this little short voiceover that just says... There's this forgotten place called the unknown where you shouldn't get lost because it's bad for you. <laughs> yeah. Getting lost is usually bad for you. Yeah, that's fair. But like there are safe places to get lost. If you get lost in like a Walmart, you're probably gonna be okay. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. I got lost in a Canadian tire as a child. <laughs> Just talking about Jesse's traumas. I've never been lost in the woods, but I've been lost in a Canadian tire. <laughs> Pretty much the same thing. Pretty much. Hey, if I got lost in the garden section. Oh, yeah, you know. If you're young enough, maybe you think it's a forest, you know. (laughs) Okay, so there are two kids walking through the woods. One of them is Greg, and he's short, and he has a frog. And one of them is Wirt, and he's tall, and he has a big, tall hat on. That's a great description of them. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know what else to tell you. He's small, he has a frog. That's true. (laughs) And Greg is just, like, listing potential frog names. And then all of a sudden, Wirt starts freaking out about the fact that they're in the woods and he doesn't know where they are. And he's like, I think we're lost. And Greg goes, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> he, uh, Greg is like so, so chill. Mm-hmm. And Wirt is having this like weird, dramatic Shakespearean speech. Mm-hmm. And I adore him. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to start with this, but I'm going to say it right now. Uh-huh. This is going to sound very disjointed because the way the show works is a lot of the things are connected by, like, very specific dialogue. 
but I can't sit here and say all of the dialogue to you because that would be insane. <laughs> You're not just going to word for word say the entire episode? <laughs> no, I've, I've chosen not to do that. <laughs> so it's going to come off very disjointed, but I don't feel like the show itself is disjointed. It has a certain style that is maybe not as like smooth as some other things, but I feel like it works for the show. Cool. Yeah. It's also like they're 11-minute episodes. They have to put a lot yeah. into 11 minutes. So yeah, it is pretty like quick between scenes. Exactly. Like it jumps very fast. It knows what it's doing. It keeps going. Mm-hmm. So they hear something in the woods and they go and they see this guy. And I've called him a pilgrim dude. I think they call him like a woodsman. Yeah, I think they call him the the woodcutter or something like that. But he's wearing a pilgrim hat, and he has the pilgrim clothes, and he looks like a pilgrim. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so he's chopping wood, and Greg wants to ask for help, but Word is like, no, he has an axe, he could kill us, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and then a bird starts to talk to them, mm-hmm. and the bird wants to help them, but Word doesn't want help from a bird, because a bird shouldn't be talking to him. And then they get confronted by the pilgrim, who's like, why are you in the woods, and why are you staring at me? <laughs> And he says, the beast is afoot. And he says, welcome to the unknown. You're more lost than you realize. All creepy and spooky. And then he brings them to his house because I guess they were like, okay, if he's talking to us, then he's not going to kill us. So I guess we'll go to his house. Yeah, fair. So, yeah, no one who talks to you wants to kill you. Great tips. Especially if you're lost in a Canadian tire. Just follow any old guy. Terrible. Kids should not listen to this. Okay, so the Milgram brings them to his house mm-hmm, and to mm-hmm. stay safe. And Greg wants there to be a candy trail. So he's making a candy trail, like a trail of breadcrumbs. It's very Hansel and Gretel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he makes this trail inside because I guess he's afraid of losing the door. <laughs> and <laughs> The house is also like one room. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tiny. Uh, so the boys discuss potentially running away as soon as the pilgrim's out of there, and uh, then the pilgrim comes back, and the Gre- Greg is like, yeah, we were discussing running away from you. <laughs> I love Greg. Greg is great. Greg is so chill, and he just tells everyone everything mm-hmm. all the time. And the pilgrim says something about the beast again, and then he leaves again. Mm-hmm. He has things to do. He needs to work in the mill. And make... Oil? I wasn't entirely sure what he was doing. He's getting oil from this tree. Like, he cuts down this particular type of tree that you can, like, press for oil. I don't know if in real life there are trees that are oily enough to make oil out of. But in in this creepy land, if you, like, mill up the tree branches, it becomes oil. Okay, and we should be very specific here that we mean, like, black, tarry oil. Yes. And not just, like oil because obviously there are like tree oils that exist yes this is obviously not a real type of tree there might be trees that give a certain type of oil but yes it's like spooky black sludge oil yes (laughs) if we say anything that sounds normal that we don't think exists it's because it's spooky (laughs) yes just add the word spooky to the end of every single one of my sentences and you'll get it pretty much yeah so the kids keep talking. Uh, Word has another dramatic speech about how he's like a ship and he's lying on this couch. It's very good. And Greg is like, dude, you're weird. Uh, where's my frog? So he goes to find his frog and he wanders outside looking for the frog. 
and he finds the pilgrim making his weird black oil potion from the trees, and then he falls into a barrel where the mm-hmm. frog is, mm-hmm. because that's where frogs go. They love being in barrels. Everybody knows that. That sounds accurate to me. Mm-hmm. So then he hears, like, a sound. There's, like, creepy noises in the woods, and he thought it was a frog, but it wasn't the frog. And then this thing comes, and it stuffs its head in the barrel, and this is the beast. And the beast looks like a giant black dog, kind of. It's got really creepy eyes. Well, Greg thinks it has beautiful eyes. (laughs) I'm sorry, you're right. It has beautiful eyes. It has beautiful eyes that are spooky. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know why I wrote that word is humming. I don't know if that's important enough that there was a reason I wrote it down, but it's in my notes. Uh, he's just, he's like playing with a toy and humming. Yeah, like one of those little like catch a ball in a cup things. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So then Pilgrim asks him where Greg is and Greg knocks the Pilgrim out with a bat. I don't know how he got there. Greg runs inside and then... I guess very quickly runs up the stairs because then he runs down the stairs to hit the pilgrim, but yes. Yeah, he hits the pilgrim because he was like, that was your plan. And we're like, that was my plan before there was like a giant beast after us. <laughs> uh, and then Greg spanks the beast with the bat because he's like, I'm a bat. It's a weapon. <laughs> and then they run. Yep. And Wirt tries throwing potatoes at the beast and then Greg starts throwing candy and they realize the beast loves candy and it's been following the candy trail and it led it to the mill. So they run up onto the roof because I guess they think the beast can't climb, but the beast (laughs) can climb. And then Greg throws the candy over the roof and the beast jumps after it and he falls into oil, I guess. I guess this guy leaves all his oil outside. I don't know. He falls into the, like, the thing, the the spinny thing, mill thing outside. Okay, fair enough. The, like, water wheel mill thing. Yeah, and then a just, like, normal dog comes out. It's like a very tall Jack Russell Terrier. It's just a dog. (laughs) And Greg is riding on the dog, and he's like, this dog, that's my new best friend. And then the dog walks away. Also, the reason the creepy dog turns into a normal dog is he, like, there was a turtle that Greg put candy on, Mm. and then the dog ate the turtle with the candy, and then when he got stuck in the mill, he spit out the turtle, and the turtle, I guess, is what turned him into a creepy dog. It's not a creepy dog, it's a very normal dog. (laughs) Well, he's a normal dog now, he wasn't when he ate the turtle. Fair, but... The pilgrim is upset because his oil is all messed up now, and he tells them that this dog isn't the beast because that's stupid. That's <laughs> <laughs> basically what he says. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, he says Wirt is responsible for all of this, even though it's Greg's fault, because he's the elder child, and they have to go. And he gives them one last warning about being in the unknown and the beast. And the kids walk off into the forest, and Greg is like, I'm going to name the frog Wirt. And Wirt's like, well, that, that's confusing. And Greg goes, well, I'm going to call you t- Kitty. Because he <laughs> used to name the frog Kitty. Then the episode ends. <laughs> so that's, that's the first episode. It's like 10 minutes long. Mm-hmm, it's very mm-hmm. quick. It was actually so quick that I thought there would be more than two episodes in 20 minutes. It didn't feel like it was 10 minutes long. 11 minutes is not a long time for an episode. They're very short episodes. They're very, very short, but we've watched a couple of cartoons that are 20 minutes long where I get, like, five minutes into them and feel like I've been watching them for, like, an hour. So, <laughs> it's a good thing that it fell short. There you go. It was quick. It was quippy. It, it it knows what it is and it just does it. It has pacing. The pacing's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. So, the next episode, the title card comes up. It's called Hard Times at the Huskin' Bee. 
and we see autumn leaves and there's birds in the sky. It's very fall. Yep. <laughs> this whole show, the vibe is like fall. Fall. Spook. Halloween. Mm -hmm. So the kids are walking in the woods again. They're looking for a town. Uh, and Greg has apparently been making farting noises for 10 hours, which if I was his older brother, I would have murdered him. So <laughs> good on work. And they want to go different ways because Greg hears someone who's stuck and it's the bird who's stuck in the bush. And the bird's name is Beatrice. And she wants to bring them to Adelaide of the Pasture, the good woman of the woods. But word is like, no, we're going to Pottsfield. We've been trying to get to a city the whole time. We're going to go to Pottsfield. And Beatrice is like, no, I owe you a favor because you saved me. And Greg thinks it's a wish. Greg wants to make like a magic wish. And the bird's like, I'm not magic, I'm a bird. But <laughs> whatever. They're chilling. They're going towards Pottsfield. And they step on pumpkins. And I only mention this because it is important. <laughs> yeah. And they go into Pottsfield. And Wirt knocks on a door looking for a phone. And he finds a turkey who's, like, asleep on its kitchen table. It's just, like, asleep. And it looks up at him. And he's like, oh, sorry. And he closes the door. <laughs> It's a really creepy turkey, too. Yeah, but it's it's so weird that it's hard to find that scary. It's like, oh, oh, a turkey. Okay, bye. Yeah, I don't know if it's meant to be scary. It's just weird. It's like, oh, there's a turkey. There's a turkey. It's his house. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't go into the turkey's house. Mm -hmm. And they hear singing, so they head towards this barn, which is full of these pumpkin people who are dancing around a maypole. They're bobbing for apples. They're doing all these cute little fall activities to celebrate the harvest. And Wirt thinks this is just some kind of weird cult, and Beatrice thinks it's super creepy. And the show poses these as, like, a juxtaposition. A weird cult is still super creepy. <laughs> Either way. But Wirt wants to find someone there who can give them a ride home. And Greg wants to dance with the bird. Mm-hmm. So Wirt gets told by this pumpkin woman that he's too early to join them and he doesn't look ready. And Wirt's like, yeah, you're right. I don't want to join your weird <laughs> pumpkin cult. It's totally fine. And they give him this look and they're like, no one wants to leave Pottsfield. Pottsfield is great. <laughs> and then suddenly everyone in the whole barn freaks out because they're like, you want to leave Pottsfield? It's terrible. And they close the doors and they start to converge on them. And then the big pumpkin leader wants to hear their story about how they came to be there because he's, like, gonna punish them or whatever. <laughs> he has to decide their fate. <laughs> so they tell him the whole story, and we know the whole story because we've just gone over it. Mm -hmm. The pumpkin leader is like, I have to punish you, and I find you guilty of murder because they, they stepped on pumpkins. <laughs> how dare they? But that's a joke. He's joking. <laughs> And he just sentences them to a few hours of manual labor for trespassing. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, okay, we can do that. So then they chill in a pumpkin patch for a little bit. There's, like, this <laughs> tiny little montage. And Beatrice wants to know what they're going to do next while they're in this field digging these big round holes just, like, into the ground. <laughs> they seem to realize after a while that this is, like, creepy. <laughs> but... I can't imagine what part of farming they thought that was before they realized that was creepy. They were just like, yeah, we just dig big round holes in this field that's like clearly like, what's the word, like raked so you can put seeds in it. They're just like, we're going to dig big round holes in that. That's 
fine. They're kids. They don't know how farming works. I guess. So. <laughs> like, we're probably going to plant something in these holes that are as deep as we are tall. Totally, totally fine. And Beatrice, the smart one, thinks they're digging their own graves. And then Greg finds a skeleton and he freaks out. And they're all like, oh my god, we're digging our own graves. And all the pumpkin people start to arrive in a procession. And we're stalls. And Greg and Beatrice run away. (laughs) And then the skeletons, like, crawl out of their hole. And it just, like, starts to dance behind Wirt while he's, like, giving the stalling speech. (laughs) And the skeleton puts on pumpkins and he becomes a pumpkin person. And the leader goes, ah, what a good harvest. Which is so funny. (laughs) It's very good that their harvest is just these skeleton people where apparently they bury skeletons and the skeletons come to life and then put on pumpkins to become pumpkin people. Yeah, you know, just normal activities. (laughs) That's what a harvest should be. I'm against harvesting actual food now. Only harvest living skeletons. (laughs) Yes. That's the only thing I care about. Mm-hmm. So then Beatrice and Greg are like, why didn't you follow us? And he's like, I thought you left me. And she's like, we picked the lock. Uh, so they didn't leave him. They had like chains. She picked the lock yeah. of the chains. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there's just a random lock. <laughs> just a lock on the ground. You know, as there are. So then they decide they're actually going to go to Adelaide's, which they probably should have done in the first place. And I'm sure Adelaide is also very creepy, but... <laughs> And they're like, Beatrice, why do you want to go to Adelaide's? And she says she's also trying to get home. And then the episode kind of ends. But the thing about it is that the episode ends following this autumn leaf that gets stuck in the fence and the music goes all creepy. And it didn't seem important, but it was such a, like, a sustained shot that I was like, maybe that's important. And then it's over. Yeah, that's the end. Those are the first two episodes of Over the Garden Wall. Mm Mm-hmm. So, (laughs) I feel like, like you said, I feel like they sound so disjointed when you describe them like that. Right? But they do make sense while you're watching them. They do. It's just like, they're so snappy and fast, it's hard to be like, this is the overarching plot of this episode and what happens in it. Mm -hmm. On that note, what did you think of the first two episodes? They were good. They were weird. They were snappy. Uh, They had some funny moments. I know, didn't mind them. I like my pumpkin harvest. (laughs) Would you watch more of it? I don't think so. I did like it, but I think I said this about Detention Air too. I feel like if I had watched this while I was younger, Mm -hmm. I would still have a lot of nostalgia for it. Mm -hmm. And I probably would watch it like every like Halloween or October. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I do feel like it has a very good vibe for that, but because I don't have that connection to it, it's just kind of like, oh, like, it's a show. I can see the benefits. (laughs) Benefits is the wrong word. (laughs) I can see what is appealing about it. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a bad show. I just don't think it's something I would, like, sit down and watch. Okay. It's only 10 episodes long. It's kind of, like, if you sit down and watch the whole thing, it's kind of like a movie. Like, it has, like, one overarching plot. So I don't know if that would change your opinion, if you would want to just, like, watch it all at once as, like, a movie. Ten two-parters or ten... Ten total. So five two-parters. That's so short. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's easy. Yeah. If you want to invite me over on Halloween and we can eat a ton of candy and just binge it, then I would do that. But it's, like, I don't know. It's not, like... Something I'm in love with, but I could see doing it for the Halloween vibe. That's fair. That's fair. 
I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> Do you want to come watch it on Halloween? Because then I won't spoil stuff. You can say no. You don't I have to. I think Halloween is like a Tuesday. It's a Monday. We can watch a movie on a Monday. What are we, children who stay up at night late when we have to go to work in the morning? Tragic. I feel like if I took off November 1st, everyone would think I was going to get wasted on Halloween. And I'd be like, no, I went to eat candy while watching Over the Garden Wall. <laughs> watching a children's cartoon show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, with the knowledge that you may or may not come binge it on Halloween, I'll be light with the spoilers. Is there, like, an overarching plot to it, though, other than just trying to get home? Trying to get home is the, like, overarching plot, but there is... A lot of, like, weird mystery and intrigue and, and, like, the end of the series making the beginning of the series make more sense. Okay. Oh, there is plot. I kind of did think it was just going to be, like, little vignettes of creepy things while they, like, try to get home. But in the way that, like, older sitcoms won't have an overarching plot because they don't actually expect you to watch it every week. This is very much they expected you to watch it all, all together. Okay. Like, it came cool. out... I think between, because it came out in, like, 2014, it came out between October and November, like, two episodes a week for five weeks. Okay. And people watched it all back to back. And then now, honestly, like, it's very, like, a lot of people who are into cartoons and into this kind of vibe, it's very common that people either watch it, like, at the beginning of October or on Halloween. And people generally, I think, watch it just, like, as a movie. Because yeah. it is kind of, like one plot. And, like, each episode is kind of a vignette, but, like, within that vignette, there is very much a plot. That's cool. Yeah. I kind of spoiled some stuff for the what do you think happens. But yeah. <laughs> but now you know, knowing that there is more of a plot, you can tell me what you think happens in that plot. Okay, I think that they go to see Adelaide. And Adelaide, Adelaide's a good woman of the woods, but I have a feeling she looks super creepy. I don't know why. <laughs> Although the bird kind of looks like she could be in Cinderella. So maybe Adelaide also looks like she could be in Cinderella. And they have a weird fairy tale vibe. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> and I bet you anything, Adelaide wants them to go on a fetch quest. So <laughs> I don't know why this is a video game in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I play a video game with this vibe. I feel like this could be a very cool video game where mm -hmm. it's like, go here, run into this, do that. <laughs> Someone find me a video game like that. I'm sure it exists. Yeah, probably. That was my second prediction, that this show was actually a video game. I think mm -hmm. it's The Hollow. <laughs> oh my god, imagine. <laughs> this is, it's the same plot twist as The Hollow. <laughs> They're just in real life at the end. It's not. It's not live action at the end. <laughs> Dang. Dang. Anyways, what do you think happens? They go Adelaide. Adelaide wants them to do a weird fetch quest. I bet you anything, Adelaide has, like, a foil who is an evil wizard and the evil wizard has stolen something from her that they have to go and get back so that she can help them on their way home because she can make, like, a potion or something that'll show them how to get out of the unknown. And she somehow fails at that because obviously there's more episodes than just the third one. <laughs> Wait, the whole wizard fest quest <laughs> is one episode? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Show. That's one episode. You're right, you're right. Um, so I predicted one episode. Okay. They go to Adelaide, she has an evil wizard foil, they do a fetch quest. 
they do a fetch quest. The fetch quest somehow goes wrong and she can't mm-hmm. make the potion and she can't show them and she's embarrassed so she kicks them out. And <laughs> Beatrice is like, wait, what about me? I also want to go home. And she's like, your penance for whatever evil thing you did so you can't go home yet, bird, is that you have to help these kids get out. And she's like, that's what I was trying to do by bringing you them to you, Adelaide. And Adelaide's like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So then they go Mm -hmm. away Mm -hmm. down their little road. And Mm -hmm. in the fourth episode, they find a black cat who is offended that they Uh think it's bad luck when the cat crosses their path. Uh So he curses them. And... (laughs) He curses them by putting Wirt in the frog, which was already named Wirt. Oh my god. So it's really confusing. But now Wirt is the frog, and mm-hmm. the frog is Wirt. Whoa. Wait, and so does the frog spirit go into Wirt's body? Yes. Okay. And this is like a Greg-centric episode, because mm. Greg has to figure out the cure, by, because now the fro- the souls are switched. But Greg doesn't really understand that, because of who he is as a person. Because the frog's yeah. going, I'm word. And Greg's going, yeah, that's what I fucking named you. <laughs> so so Greg somehow figures out that he has to fix this. And he does. Uh-huh. And he fixes it. And word is back in his body. And he's like, oh, my God, how did you not realize I was in the frog the whole time? And Greg's like, you weren't in the frog? That's insane. <laughs> and they move on with their lives. Uh-huh. So that was two episodes. <laughs> Are you going to summarize every episode? <laughs> I don't think I can. I think that's, like, the limit of my imagination. But I really like that last idea, so I hope it's true. I love it. I love this this take on what happened. <laughs> I think that the frog is in word for a reason, and it's foreshadowing. Yeah, absolutely. Got it in one. I also think the big overarching plot of the unknown is Adelaide and her evil wizard foil having a fight, and somehow they created the unknown out of nothing, but secretly they're in love. So the very last episode is that the kids uh, play matchmaker with them, and they fall in love, and that, like, breaks the curse of the unknown, and they get to go home. I love that. Yeah. Well, you guessed my favorite ship, the Adelaide and the Evil Wizard. (laughs) Perfect. I love it. That's not true. That's not. There isn't. (laughs) That's not a thing. Are there any ships in this show? I feel like there shouldn't be ships in this show. Uh, yeah, not really. But yeah, great. Love your, love your, um, <laughs> your guesses. Not quite, not quite what happens, but. Aw. Am I in the right vibe? Can I write the next season? Um. No? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I guess a little bit. A little bit the right vibe. I felt like I was on vibe. There was an evil <laughs> cat. There was a wizard. Yeah, there could, yeah, yeah. He turned into a frog. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> There's like weird stuff that happens. I guess that's in the category of weird stuff. Getting cursed by a cat and meeting an evil wizard. I feel like I'm going too fairy tale. Well, I think like a big vibe of the show is like fairy tale stuff for sure. Um, but I would say it leans more into the like Hansel and Gretel creepy fairy tale vibe. Yeah. Like more the kind of like, you know, Brothers Grimm fairy tale where things are kind of bad, but not so bad that it's, like, a horror movie bad, but just kind of, like, unsettling bad, as opposed to, like, cheery, you know? 
So you're saying there's one where someone kidnaps Greg and you have to guess his name to get Greg back? No. (laughs) Oh, is the whole show like a loop and the end of the show is also them walking into the forest and realizing they're lost? No. Although the end of the show does kind of explain why they're lost at the beginning. I prefer Big Loop. Oh, I was going to say, like, yeah, Big Vibe is, like, fairy tales, kind of Brothers Grimm vibe. Um, Also, I don't know if you've ever watched any Studio Ghibli movies, like Miyazaki, like Spirited Away, and and those kinds of movies. Okay. There's also a big, that kind of vibe. If you've watched Ghibli movies, there's definitely, like, that influence in here, too. But if you haven't watched them, then I guess (laughs) it doesn't help you. I've heard of them. I know what the art looks like. And I wouldn't say it necessarily has the art, but more the vibe of them. Because obviously, like, Ghibli films are anime, and this is not anime. <laughs> but, yeah. It's so weird as an anime. I mean, it can, it can work. I, I think if this had the animation style of a Ghibli movie, it would totally fit because of the similar vibe. But I'm just thinking of the dub where some guy with huge anime hair is having this very dramatic speech that Word has, because I think that would be very funny. The Ghibli characters don't tend to have the huge anime hair, but yes, that would be funny. Damn. The huge anime hair is my favorite part of animes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghibli movies aren't quite the same vibe as, like, a shonen action anime, but... I want big anime hair. We'll watch some animes, don't worry. We'll get some big hair. We'll watch some big anime hair shows. Yu-Gi-Oh! has big hair. I've never watched Yu-Gi-Oh!, so... Neither have I. I just... (laughs) We'll just watch a show that neither of us have ever watched. Sometimes I feel tempted to do that. <laughs> Just a new show. We could, I mean, technically that's kind of what happened with Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> but I have not read Yu-Gi-Oh! either. I have no Yu-Gi-Oh! knowledge. Anyways. Anyways. What are we actually doing here? I don't want to tell you exactly what happens in case we do end up watching this. And also in case anyone listening to this hasn't watched Over the Garden Wall, I would say if you have any interest in cartoons... Just watch this. It's so short. You can watch it really quickly. If you don't like it, you only wasted like an hour and a half. <laughs> Perfect. And it's got great vibes if you want to watch it like Halloween or in the fall. But yes, I enjoyed your uh, fan fiction. <laughs> Thank you. Do you want to guess who my favorite character is? I only have two characters to guess. <laughs> well, you have. Okay. It could be the bird. I just don't think it is. <laughs> is it Wirt? Yeah, it's Wirt. <laughs> he has some great speeches. He does, he does. Although, there is one other character I really like who's a horse. Of course. But yeah, I really like Wart. I like Greg and Wart, and you said earlier, like, you didn't think there were really any ships in the show. There's kind of ships you could have, but it's not really a ship, shippy show. I would say my favorite relationship is, like, Wart and Greg's brother relationship is definitely, like, the most interesting dynamic in the show. They have a very fun dynamic, because I feel like Wart has this, like anxious older brother vibe where he like kind of is trying to take care of Greg but he's also just like kind of a very anxious person Mm -hmm. and Greg is both like absolutely not that but also (laughs) just still really young and naive so he doesn't really realize anything's wrong they're very funny yeah it's very funny and it also gets like very like interesting like it's it's it gets deeper than just comedic okay there's, it's a, it's an emotional show. There's some interesting stuff. Uh, but yeah, I would say that's probably my favorite relationship in it. And I could also say guess the canon gays, but. There are not any. They're not that, I don't think so. Well. And I mean, there's not a lot of opportunities for it. 
Well, you don't know the pumpkins that well. Exactly. Any of those pumpkins could have been gay. Any of those pumpkins could have been trans. Like, honestly, you're a skeleton. You can put on any pumpkin you want. Exactly. Who knows? I'm trying to think of if there's any... I guess there's, like, a few relationships, but that's not really what it's about. It's about two kids lost in a forest. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a very gay setup. No. Actually, I disagree with that. (laughs) I said it, but I disagree with it. It could... You could be gay in the forest. (laughs) If you were unrelated and you got lost in the forest... Yes, if you weren't siblings... I feel like that could be a very gay setup. A gay setup. It's not. That's not what it's about. It's about (laughs) siblings. Was there anything else that you had to say about the show? <laughs> Elijah Wood is the is the is the voice actor of the main character. Oh, okay. I've watched a few things with him, and when I always like things he's in, so I was like, <laughs> "What am I watching next?" So I have three options for you. Oh, okay. And I have a question that I need mm-hmm. you to answer. Whoa, okay. Do you want to watch a classic? Oh. A Canadian show. Mm-hmm. Or something that is shot in a very interesting and unique way. Oh. Ooh, intriguing. I'm intrigued by shot by an interesting shot shot in an interesting way. I mean, I'm intrigued by what that is or what that means. Is that what you want to do then? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then we are going to watch Kevin can fuck himself. I have never heard of this. It's a very new show. Uh-huh. It just started second season, and I believe its second season is going to be its last season. Uh-huh. And it is... God. Uh, it is a drama uh-huh. shot as a sitcom. Interesting. And you're going to know exactly what that means when you watch it. I'm intrigued. But it's it's very interesting, so... Uh, the title is also very intriguing. <laughs> Kevin can fuck himself. It's a great, great title. Yeah. It's accurate. So either Kevin is very flexible or he's an asshole. (laughs) Imagine if it was the first one. (laughs) That would be a very interesting show. It's such a weird recommendation of a show. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, I'm intrigued. I'm excited for it. Good. Great. I'm also excited. Sorry, I feel like such a mess. Okay. We need to, to get back on track, back in the vibe. If you also think we are such a mess, you should email us at episode 50s. <laughs> Just call us out. Be like, what the fuck was this episode? <laughs> <laughs> Just tell us we have, like, deep emotional problems. <laughs> it's okay. We can handle it. Mm-hmm. You can also tweet us that commentary <laughs> or comment on Instagram at Epiphany's Pod. You can uh, use a hashtag to do that, but we don't know which hashtag that is. You'll find it somewhere on Twitter. And Just add us. We'll figure it out. <laughs> you should leave us a review on iTunes. That is spooky for the spooky <laughs> season. And we will still name a cryptid after you. Because Wait, we're going to name a cryptid spooky. after you? Yes. Last time we were assigning cryptids to them, and this time we're going to name a cryptid after you. We're going to find a new cryptid and name it after you. No, we're going to be like, Bigfoot's name is now Charles. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like this. Perfect. Sounds good. Of course it sounds good. Yeah. We're so smart and good at everything we do, especially making podcasts. <laughs> We're so good at making podcasts that this week you're not smarter than both of us combined. 
<laughs> this week we're smarter than you combined. <laughs> Why is this episode such a mess? <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> Sorry, why is this the best episode we've ever done? There we go. That's the attitude I want.